0: There's something that I think is uh, coming very apparent, very clear. After the Six-Day War, Rebbe said that the Shofar Gadol, the great Shofar that would blow Moshiach, will come, already started to blow to some degree. And those who remember, not me, the great inspiration that Jews all over the, around the world felt when, the, when there was a victory in the Six-Day War, so people all over the world had great inspirations to do Teshuvah, to Konchusha HaShem. And we're witnessing a lot of that today as well. I mentioned last week, this week as well, people who I haven't been in touch with in, in years, people who have... Uh, Chaim, want to put the, the fan on, please? Chaim. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you. People who haven't... Um, haven't been in, 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 in touch in years, people who have not, one guy, I, w- I went into, um, into Kaiser a few years ago, 2020, as I'm walking in, I meet this guy, and the asked him what's put on Filling, he said, oh, I can't believe you're asking that, I'm waiting for years for someone to ask me this, so what do you mean? He said, I, I grew up in Iran, and I felt in Iran, I couldn't really keep Judaism because of, uh, because of, the, because of the anti-Semitism, I felt I couldn't keep Judaism. When I, came to, I came to America partially because I wanted to keep Judaism. But I didn't, I'm here for seven years already, and I haven't done anything Jewish yet. This is the first thing. So I'm very excited. Thank you. And he puts on film, and he takes my number. He wants to continue and stay connected to Judaism, right? But he didn't get in touch with me for years. Two, since 2020, he, and all of a sudden now, he reaches out again. It's not just him. Today, my wife was in Sprouts. And the security guard, not Jewish, he walks over to my wife. He, gives, he brings her a shopping cart and bring this to you because you're Jewish. Uh, our, our Jewishness means what's Jewishness mean? What is Jewishness? Jewishness is not a, is not a, a language. If you don't speak Hebrew, you're still Jewish, right? Jewishness is not a religion. If you're not religious, you're still Jewish. Jewishness is not a bloodstream. If you're not, you know, if you could be, could, you could be black and J- Egyptian and and Chinese and Japanese, you still be Jewish. So what is Jewish? What is it? What is Jewish? Jewish, Jewish is... Huh? Jewish is... No, if you don't serve Hashem, you're still Jewish. So we the Torah. If you didn't accept the Torah, you're, you're still Jewish. Jewish, Jewish? Oh. If your mother is not Jewish, and you convert to Judaism, you're also Jewish. Yes, so what is Jewish? It's not blood, you're still Jewish. No one knows what Jewish is. It says in the second chapter of Tanya, Jewish means you have a soul, which is a part of Hashem. That's a Jewishness is. You have a part of a your neshama is a part of Hashem, so ordinarily, you know, until October seventh, till some Torah, our Jewishness, our neshama is a part of us, a big part of us, and we daven three times a day, and we say brachas before we eat, and brachas after we eat, and brachas after we go to the bathroom, and we're, and we're always connected to Hashem, and yet, and yet, there's something different in the air, something different. Not just people who aren't religious, people even people who are religious, are always keeping doing the same. The feel is a different energy. People are are, are reacting differently. And the number one thing that people are doing, I think, today, I'm thinking, not just there is in a negative way, there's anti-Semitism, and not just in a positive way that there are people which are coming out and, and saying how much they love Jews, and not just Jews who haven't been religious, who are starting to, to want to identify in some way as being Jewish, but I want to also say that even those who are davening every day, three times a day, there's something different. something different. I mean, we daven with a Siddur. We also Daven, it says in Hayom Yom, when a Jew sighs to Hashem says, Oi. He's not signed because of he missed the mitzvah. He's signed because he can't pay his rent. He's sighing because he can't pay tuition. He's signing because because they brought the wrong hamburgers at the Torah class. They wanted the, 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 the chicken ones, they brought the meat ones, whatever. Whatever you're sighing about, it says the the, the Reb in Hayom Yom, it's tshuva. It's tshuva. It's your nisham, you want to come close to Hashem, that's what it is. So there's this real energy now of Davening, of people turning to Hashem. Some people, are turning, some people are turning to Hashem, you know, in their car, and they're turning to Hashem. What's going on? Some people are turning to Hashem to sing They're 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 opening a the seder more. But even those who are ready turning to Hashem three times a day, they're turning from a different place. It's it's something being. I think the word is exposure. There's something being exposed in us that we that we you know now we intentionally put under the rug, but it's it's now it's it's overt. It's clear that our Jewishness is our identity. It's it's who we are. It's not just something that we do. Something that we we're part of the culture, it's, it's it's something which is very vivid, something which is very tangible. Our, our neshama is very present. It's, 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 been, it's not deep beneath the surface, it's on the surface. I'm not saying we don't, don't get distracted. We get distracted, we do lots of mistakes. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying is that when we look for it, it's there. And one of the major challenges you have when you try to turn to Hashem, if you haven't turned to Hashem in a long time, turn to Hashem for the first time, you know, even though you die, we turn to Hashem for the first time, one of the hardest things is you daven and then you don't see a response. And and it's very hard to daven again, you don't see a response. And and you also wondering if you believe in Hashem, you believe Hashem is good, what does it even mean that you're davening? What are you thinking? There's a plan that that the one above has and he's going to change it because you spoke to him. Is that what you believe? So so firstly it means it seems like her, her, heresy. First of all, you think he has a bad plan. And he has he has a bad plan, you have to ask him to change it. And second of all, you also believe that he's going to change it because you asked him. What's going on over here? And then when he doesn't change it, you're like, wonder, well, what, what the hell was I thinking? So what is it? So, so what, what does it mean to turn to Hashem and davening? You feel he's going to, he, he doesn't know what he's doing, you have to tell him what to do. So you have to know, have to look, this is relevant, this, 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 this Torah portion, because this Torah portion is a Torah portion which talks about the first prayer. The first prayer was said by Avraham to Hashem in, in stone. And there are many prayers said before, I'm sure, but the one, the first one, the Torah talks about is Avram asking Hashem to rescue the people of Stone, and he asks Hashem that it shouldn't be destroyed. And what happens? His prayer isn't answered, and that's actually the source of what of the shacharis. The reason we know we're supposed to pray shacharis in the morning is because Avram prayed to Hashem in the morning in, in the story of Stone. And yet his prayers weren't answered. How is this? Like a, seems to be a bit, bit of a you know of strange prototype for prayer. Here is the prototype of prayer: the prayer of Avram that wasn't answered. Why is that? I know a lot of rabbis. They use this refrain, which I don't like. They say this: Hashem always answers. Sometimes the answer is no. It's not true. I'll tell you why it's not true. The, the, it says in the Gemara story about um, Avishur ben Levi. Avishur ben Levi. He meets El Yal Nevi. El Yal is late for the meeting. And he asks, right? Is that correct? He's late for the meeting? Remember such a think? Okay. He asks, if Shubman, if Shubman leaves, he says, where were you? He says, I was busy. What were you busy with? I had to wake up Avraham and wash his hands and pray with Avraham. When he finished, I had to wake up Yitzchak and wash his hands and pray with Yitzchak. I had to wake up Yaakov and wash his hands and pray with him too. So, Yeshua Malavi says, why don't you just wake them all up at the same time? Let them all have them together. Avram, Yitzhak, just have them together. If, they, if Hashem wants them to, to be woken up from, and re- resurrected, from, from passing away, <coughs> to pray to Him, why don't you just do them everyone together? So Yahweh says, you don't, understand, you don't understand. You know what happens when Avram, Yitzhak, and pray together? All of a sudden, whatever they ask for is going to happen. So therefore, their merit is so, so amazing that if they would pray together, everything would change immediately. So Yeshua asked asked a very good question. He said, okay, anybody around today could do the same thing? So he says, yeah. Rabbi Chia and his sons, they had the same power in their prayers as well Avmit as, 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 um, and Yaakov. Okay. So he gets him Chia and his sons together. They start to daven. They started Daving from yesterday, And they said, Mashiv what do you think happened? They said, Hashem makes the wind blow. The wind started to blow. He said, Merda Geshem, the rain started to fall. As they said, the rain started to fall. Whatever they said, Hashem answered right away. Then they got up to the words, <laughs> Hashem resurrects the dead with his great mercy. And all of a sudden there was a tumult. there was some upheaval, the, the prayer was disturbed, they, they couldn't pray together anymore, and, and things stopped there. <clears throat> the um, the Tzemach Tzevek said that just like this was true for Abhinah's sons, so too is it true. Every time a Jew davening to Hashem, there is a response. Hashem responds to every single tefillah, just like it says about Yaakov It's So angels going up the ladder, angels going down the ladder. Whenever you go up the ladder, davening. The Zohar says it's called a ladder. There's four steps of davening, four steps of the ladder. The beginning of davening until Baruch Sha'mar, and then Baruch Shem to Yishtabach Yishtabach Yesh Shema, and Shema up to Baruch Shem Baruch Shem to Yesh Yishtabach Yishtabach to Shema Nes, as so, so and, and then there is the, the, the width of the rung of the ladder it says that uh, the baruchu is the width of the rung between one world and another world and Shem Yichud is the, at the width of the rung of the ladder between the first part of the and the second part of the davening so you're going up the ladder, whenever you go up that ladder Hashem turns to you too That's, and, and, and it's something that when Mashiach will come, we'll see what every tefillah causes a response so it's, it's, it's the, but the question is the why, what does it mean that we daven and Hashem responds to us, why so let's first understand what davening is, period Davening, it says in the Torah, we said just then in Shema, serve Hashem, says the Torah in the Shema, with all your hearts. When are you supposed to serve Hashem with all your heart? What does it mean? When you daven. One second. Is davening a service or is davening self-service? Meaning, am I servicing myself? I need something, so I daven. I don't need anything, I don't daven. why Why are we describing davening as a service of Hashem with our heart? First of all, why is it a service? That's about me. Second of all, if it's already a service, why is it called a service of the heart? Everything you're supposed to do with your heart. Isn't that, isn't that what we learned in Baal Shemta, whatever you do, you should put your heart into it. Why is davening uniquely called the service of the heart? What does that mean? It's called a service? First of all, that's not a service, it's for us. Second of all, why is it called the service of the heart? What does that mean? So, there's a book called Ikrim. And it was written by a tzaddik named Rabbi Yosef Alvo. And he explains the fundamentals of our faith, and one of the things he says is that when you daven to Hashem, the word tefillah. What does no, anyone know what the source of the word tefillah is? Anyone remember the source of the word tefillah. <laughs> <laughs> Tofeil. You think it's tefillah. Tefillah comes from tofel. Tofeil klicheres. You take an earthenware vessel and you put mud under it to the commissioner says to to to, to um, glue it together. That's tofel. That's tefillah. When you daven. What you're trying to do is, you're trying to connect with Hashem. So it's not about asking for something. In, in, in all other languages, davening means prayer. You're asking for something. In the, the truth of davening is not prayer. It's actually the opposite. It's not that we're asking for something, and therefore we daven. It's that we daven, and therefore we ask for something. What, what do I mean? Davening is meant to take the place of the karbonis, the sacrifices. What's the word sacrifice mean in Hebrew? Karbonis. Karbon means closeness. Closeness. So, so is supposed to be a time where you turn to Hashem and you realize that everything that's in your life is in Hashem's hands and every detail of your life is by divine providence and there's not no other force that exists besides Hashem. There's no thing that exists exist, exist besides Hashem and you're having this personal conversation with Hashem and you feel Hashem in your life and he is and he's with you, and he is and he created you, and he put you in this world for a mission that he wants you to do. And you turn to Hashem and Davening. So you're you're a little bit getting away from the earth. You're a little bit getting away from the earthiness and the physical things. You're, you're connecting to Hashem. You're getting closer. So in that experience, sometimes one of the best ways to get, get yourself out of your jadedness, your earthiness, your sensitivity, is when you need something. When we we know, we all know ourselves, the Gemara Hashem is a genius, does not do it this way. But the Gemara says that the Jewish people are like an olive. When an olive is crushed, the oil comes out. We all know that when we feel crushed, the davening is different davening. We feel the abish in a different way. But Hashem is a genius, he doesn't, doesn't have to crush us. He can do it easier way. But the point is, when you daven, you know why Hashem responds to you? It's similar to what the, the Rambam says about true. The Rambam says, we do chuvah, you're a different person. That's what the Rambam says, different things you should do to become a different person. We do true. So too, when you daven, says the Ikrim, you're, there was a decree against you. There was a decree in heaven against you. When you and you became a different person. You were elevated to a new space where there is no decree against you. The, the decree was against the ankle. You're no longer yankel. You turn to Hashem. You, you you exercise your faith in Hashem. You believe and you feel Hashem in your life. So there's no no need anymore for that for that decree because you've been elevated. So it's it's this, it's a time diving is when when a Jew says I, I feel divine providence. I choose to listen to the song of Hashem in the world, and I thank Hashem for the abundance that Hashem has given me. And I ask, I turn to Him. And I know He's on the sides So every prayer, I feel Hashem pays attention, and He, he creates. And, and, and that's why davening is in all languages. And, and we and we get a, an energy. We feel Hashem. You feel a, your connection with Hashem when you daven. You feel Hashem inside of you. and That's why it causes abundance, because you the abundance is not just a response of Hashem. The abundance is the davening itself. The davening itself is already abundance. <coughs> that feeling that you, you're you able to turn, open your heart and and unburden yourself to your Father in Heaven, and you know He's listening to you, that itself is already abundance. And the reason I was missing whatever it was, perhaps, was in order for me to, to go out of myself, to turn to Hashem, and and to feel Him. So, the, um, that answers our question before. Davening is called the service of the heart. Yes, you're supposed to do everything else with heart. But, with film, let's say, it's a mitzvah, to put on film do this mitzvah with heart. Davening is direct. Davening is you're talking to Hashem. Davening is you and Hashem relationship. It's happening. That's, what, that's what's going on. His grandfather talking to his grandson. His grandson asked his dad and his mom, where is Hashem? And his mother and father say, I don't know, ask grandpa. And his grandfather takes him out to go fishing. He had to be there to appreciate, appreciate the majesty, but go there for a second. You're with your grandfather and you say, where is Hashem? grandfather says, I don't know, wherever I look, I see Hashem. Th- 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 it's a different way of living. And that's what davening is meant to be. Davening is the basis of our bond with Hashem. It's what pushes our eyes to heaven. It's what makes us connect. I mean, this is Mangel. I don't know if you saw this. He, he, he published this week. Um, he went to, He went last week to Auschwitz. He is the sole survivor of his family. And he has, I don't know how many people, he, he hasn't say any people that are in his family now, but you see the picture by Auschwitz, him and his wife, all their children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, must be about a hundred people, and they, they came back to Auschwitz, and um, unbelievable, so he said that he was he was in Auschwitz when he was ten years old, and Dr. Mengele, he met him twice, and he and I think at one point he said to him, your name is Mengele, my name is also Mengele, like well, why, why are you picking on me, like he, he, he with miracles of Hashem, he survived the, this, this, this sultan. Anyways, so at one point, at the end of the Holocaust, there was the death march, they made Jews walk for miles and miles and miles, and if you stop walking, you got killed. He felt he couldn't walk anymore. He couldn't walk, he just couldn't walk anymore. Just, he, he, he ran out of steam. He couldn't do it. He's about to just like lie down and and, and just let it let his life end. And he remembered all of a sudden a story this father would often say from Balshamtav. The Balshemtiv, before when he was five or six years old, he was four or five years old actually. But when his father passed away, the Balsham's father told the Baal Harry listen to Yisraelik. Love every Jew with all the fire of your heart and depth of your soul, whoever he is, whatever situation he may be in, and don't be afraid of anyone except for Hashem alone. And those those two principles are what this, is, what this is about, the fear of Hashem and loving the fellow Jew. So so he thought, don't be afraid of anyone. Don't be afraid of anyone. And he heard those words. It just gave him energy. It gave him energy. I heard the story from him myself. And he said that, there was all of a sudden this Nazi said to him, "Hey, you want some coffee? You want some coffee?" And, 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 and the Nazi, and the, Nazi gave him, the Nazi offered him coffee, and they, so the, the coffee to him tasted like like from Ganeidon. He, he he was he was revived, and that's how he survived. And now today, Baruch Hashem, and think about it: children, grandchildren, great grandchildren. So the point was, he felt this, the, connected, and that's what davening is, and that's this answers our question. Our question was, <coughs> why is the prototype of davening? Why is this example of what davening is about? A prayer, which is a failed prayer. Let's go deeper to the question. Before Hashem says, um, before Avram davens to Hashem, you know what happens before that? Hashem says, I have to tell Avram what's going on. Why? Avram's a great guy. Avram's children are going to be a great nation. And therefore, I'm not going to do this without Avram getting involved. Okay, so he's inviting Avram to get involved, and he knows he's not going to listen to Avram. (laughs) Why is he inviting him to get involved in order to... Yes, I want to want to talk to you about something, and the answer is no. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. So there was a guy in an insane asylum, and uh, this, this, they brought this this head of state to visit the insane asylum. It's, it's a joke, so let's call him the prime minister. Prime minister goes in the insane asylum, and he sees this guy screaming Rachel, 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 and he asks the nurse, "What what happened to this guy?" And he said, "This guy." This guy was, was in a relationship with someone, he thought it would work out, and she dumped him in a way that, that just stunned him, and he's he never recovered. Rachel, okay, wow, poor guy. Goes to the second floor, another guy, Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. So he asked the nurse, same same thing? He married Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> the same way, they, 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 the grandson of the Baal that he says, a lot of times you daven, and we always say when we when we dive and we say we should we should fulfil our desires, our same same uh, uh we should fulfil our, our heart's desires for good. Why do we say for good? Because we don't really know what we're supposed to dive in for. We don't really know what the answer is supposed to be. We were are for Rachel and we wanted the opposite. You know, we don't know. And if we ask us we should fulfil our desires in a good way. So in an open way, in a clear good way but in a way that's, that's good, That we, we, th- in a way that's really good. Not just that it that, that appears as good, but it's, as we say on Rosh Hashanah, good and sweet. A lot things are, which are good and not sweet, things, and things which are sweet and not good. We ask like, Hashem to be good and sweet. So anyways, the Degam Meach says, when well, you daven sometimes, Hashem answers you for something else. You daven for money! And the Ebershoek gave you health. You daven for health, Hashem, Hashem gave you children. You don't know how Hashem responds. You may daven for one thing, and Hashem answers you for something else. Another thing, he says, it could be you daven, Hashem answers your children. Hashem gives a bracha to your children. It could be your davening and someone else is being answered by your davening. So not only is the davening itself an answer, but there is, there is also a response that happens in this world. So Avram, daven, says the, the Megal something unbelievable. Megala says, there were four generations that sinned against Hashem and were product of the tree of knowledge. The sin of the generation of the flood, generation of Enosh. Enosh was a generation that forgot completely about Hashem. Enosh, in his time, people said we should honor Hashem. True, but we should also honor the sun because Hashem gave us the sun to give us light. And eventually, their children only honored the sun and forgot completely about their initial plan. We should honor the sun because Hashem created the sun. And 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 people for, completely forgot about Hashem. By Adam's time, everyone forgot about Hashem. So it all started in time of Enosh. People made this mistake of doing idol worship in the. Thought and erroneous mistake of saying we have to honor Hashem by honoring the stars in the zodiac, so that was one generation of sin. Then this generation um, of Aflaga, the generation that built the tower, and the generation of stone. When Hashem took us out of Egypt, what does the Torah say? I will take you out. I will redeem you. Uh, I will save you, and I'll take you to Israel. He uses four expressions of redemption. The Jews in Egypt were a reincarnation of these four generations. In Egypt, where did our souls come from? Our souls came from the souls of the generation, of the stone, of the marble, of, of the flood, and how these souls reincarnated? How did it happen? It says in Galamukes, when Adam, Davant Hashem, he elevated these four generations, and that's why these four generations were, were born again in Egypt. So Adam's prayers had an impact, not immediately, not overtly, but yes, he saved the lives of people of slain, and they were reincarnated in us, that's how we survived, that's, that's who we are. More it says the prelate says this He says, it "says in the, in the Medrash, Hashem says I found my." It says in chapter eighty nine of Tehillim, uh, Hashem says I found Mashiach, David, my anointed one. I found David, my anointed one. Where did you find him? He found him in Steim. How did he find him in Steim? Because Adam dabbed for him. It's interesting, tyrannic. It's Davin Amalach's whole essence is prayer. It says that Davin Amalek is called the sweet singer of Israel, and every prayer of his is on behalf of all of us. So he was created by a prayer. Avram Daven, and that's how it will say. So this is the answer of of why this is a prototype of davening. Hashem is telling us that sometimes when you're not answered, and you don't see Hashem's answer, it seems like you're not answered, your davening is much it's much deeper than. It's it's much more meaningful than. You're connecting in different in, in a higher and deeper way. That's that, that that's it's, it's not only about our ego being satisfied. There's something. There's a different kind of relationship that's experienced when you turn to Hashem and you talk to Him in, independent of what the response is. The, I just want to conclude. I want to tell you one more story Let you guys go. There is a Rabbi Yisrael Lau, the former chief rabbi of Israel. He was in Auschwitz also very young and he was with another Jew whose name was Rabbi what was it? Meish Bishovsky. Meish Bishovsky. Meish Bishovsky was a child in Auschwitz, and Auschwitz was liberated about a week or two after, after uh, uh, maybe a week after Pesach. And two weeks before this, it was Shabbos Godel the Shabbos before Pesach. And this boy realized his father's yard site is at that Shabbos. He wanted to say Kaddish. A minion, no problem with a minion, all, all the Jews are but we want to say Kaddish. He doesn't know Kaddish. He needs to sit there. So he goes over to someone, he says, I need to say, kaddish." does anyone have a sidder? He says, yeah, there's one guy who has a sidder. Yankel has a sidder. Goes over to Yankel. he says, "Yankel, could I have a sidder? Yankel says, I don't have a sidder. He did, but he says, I don't have a sidder. Why Why he say, I don't have a sidder? Because he didn't want to, uh, he didn't want the kid to um, get well, in trouble. He didn't want himself to get in trouble. Yeah, you have a sidder? What, the Nazis see giving a kid a sidder? Who knows what could happen? So the kid takes his bread, he says, give me the sidder. Gives him his bread. So, Ramesh Mishkov, so the yankel, how can you say no? Bread is life. And Ashur's bread was life. He couldn't say no, even to the kid. He took the bread. We split it in half, he gave him half the bread and gave him the siddur. And he took the siddur and he started saying Kaddish. He said Kaddish, but then he realized something. He realized the Shabbos Haggadah. On Shabbos Haggadah, what do we say in Shabbos Ha-Godl? After Mincha, we say the whole Haggadah. In preparation for Pesach, we say the Halal Haggadah. In the Haggadah, we have a line. Right, this is what stood for us and our forefathers. It wasn't only one who stood against us; but them, every generation tried to destroy us. And yet, every generation they tried to destroy us, but the Eibush saved us from their hands. He said this was such such emotion. He had to sit there. Let me tell Hashem. Let me speak to him. And this is um, this is the call of the hour. The Eibush listens to us. Evech draws his attention to us, and davening is a, a uh, responsibility we all have in 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 making this difference. Yes, every tefillah does something. Every time you daven, Hashem listens to you, as Baal Shem taught. The average Jew has to realize that he is as precious to Hashem <coughs> as the only child born to their parents in their old age. And therefore, Daven does something. And we have to turn to Hashem, and we have to uh, we have to know that it matters, and that Hashem will respond to us. And uh, not just our davening, but our Torah and our tefillah, and our tzedaka. At this time, in this twilight zone time, when it's we see much darkness, we see so much light. We before the gula comes, before Sheikh comes, the last moments, we have to if to if be strong, be strong. <laughs> Any questions, comments, criticism? Yes. Uh, in the camp, he says Kaddish. Um, can you do Kaddish alone? If that's your situation. I haven't heard of it. I haven't heard of it. But in Auschwitz, it was a minion. There's uh, so, a possibility that because of the cult called um There's kindness to all who call, all who call you. Huh? To all who call you. Yeah. And and there was one time I was a, a very... I won't go to detail not And I, I said I, I said I, you know, I was I had a reform up I said uh, God if you're there, please help me. And I realized someone was listening to me. Wow. I, I could feel I could tell. Wow. I was, I was, only I didn't have patience that, I have patience, so I patience, we, we say in the avenue Atatashmet Philosoph, you hear the prayers of every mouth. But some people say if you take the pay and change it to a fey, call fe, you think about yourself that you're fey, you should still realize. You hear the praise of every fey. Even if you think you're a fey, it doesn't matter. There's some listening to you.